Hey, what's going on, good people? Welcome back to another episode of The Boss Chronicles, your show on our successes and struggles as small business owners to make sure that you don't feel alone. Chicago's your co Donald with Global Human Performance. Rhonda with Manifest Success Company. And we are here to talk about some years in review. Right. And we were just chatting right before this about being concise. And for those of you watching, especially in the early phase, you probably know me personally. <laughs> no, I'm not very concise with these year in review things. She's like, she suggested this topic was like, we should have an episode about, you know, what lesson from all of our years. And I'm like, I don't even, am I capable of that? I don't know. We'll have to watch and see. Because I don't know. Rhonda over like, my podcast will only be 10 sentences. Yes, and this is why I don't do a solo podcast. Because, do you have a solo podcast? I do. I know you have like several. I have two. My training well done. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> my training well done. That wasn't show. even shade either. Like, I just have two. So the training well done podcast, your podcast on the what, the why, and how of quality training. That is a solo show that I sometimes do interviews for. Nice. And then uh, the Black Codes show, you should definitely check out the Black Codes at theblackcodespodcast.com, where we look at the making of America of right now through the black lens in regards to all the crazy things America has done. I do that with my friends today. So that's a code that I'm on. Nice. Yeah. It's fun dealing with people like, I, I can talk, but like, I really, I can't do a video podcast. Conversations are better. Conversations way, are way better. better, way better. I know not everybody wants to hear my voice for an hour. It's soothing. Thank you. Y'all hear that? Y'all people like talking about me? Voice is soothing. It's, it's like soothing. a lullaby. Put babies to sleep. <laughs> Yo, so, yeah. You're, I guess you'll start because you've been in business for five years and I've been in business for four. Go, this is my fifth year. As I'm, I'm in my fourth year. So we're on the same seat. It's weird to think about like that because I swear I don't still try to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, yes, we both are. Like, what are we doing here? I swear. But, so 2017, January 25th, 2017 is when I filed my DBA. I know, like, LLC world's like, you have an LLC for everything. <laughs> that doesn't mean a whole lot, really. Nah. Um, it's a whole nother conversation. I mean, you should have an LLC, but, like, whatever. I did it, like, a year later. <laughs> but, so I filed the DBA. I got, so for me, this building performance, I started off, Actually, this is how we may have met. When I finished grad school down in Austin, Texas, I moved back so that uh, I took a job in social work and we met uh, through working at CYF. Right. And so when I, uh, I was still at CYF when I started in 2017. And so my big lesson that year, I do have one lesson, was to learn how to price appropriately. Mm, that's a good one. That was the glaring lesson. So at the time, when I started, I had, you know, some friends that worked out. Shout out to some of y'all friends who first came out, Matt, Taki, Courtney, you know, like some of the first people. So it was um, uh, Rafiq, and then my boy, Andre Vasquez, kid I, I got to Junior Olympics back then, and I ended up training him. Anyway, blah, blah. so they were my first people. But when I first started, I did this thing where it was $20 a session, and if you paid for five, I gave six which in essence, when I did the math, was $16 a session. But it always depended on me every five sessions having to ask, hey, when can you sign, when you want to pay again? Right. And also the schedule was super loose at the time because I didn't really have the schedule organized. 
but I was I was doing some research on pricing, especially like in my model, and like I came across pricing monthly and just charging for how many days a week somebody could come train and billing it every month, which um, kind of revolutionized things for me because like it was the end of 2017, August or the middle, and I hit a whopping like $570, and I was like, I think I'm about to be done. Like about to be wrapped, about to be curtains. Like I was in coaching evenings. I was like. I think I got distracted with, uh, I coached USATF summer track. So I got totally derailed from the business altogether, which is something I'm still trying to work on doing. Right. And I changed that pricing model that September, 2017. And I lied to you not, income went up. I made that I made that one pricing change. And two months later, I put in my 45 day notice to leave CY. 45 day notice? Me and my boss, we was tight. I was making sure she had time. And 45 I days. And I love the ritualness of dates. So we had a holiday party December 15th. So when I put my notice in, I said, I wanted my last day to be the holiday party. I ain't about to work after that. So that changed the pricing model to price appropriately. My income shot up, and that's still the base of how I price now. And if you saw our intro episode, you know that Donald came to my desk every single day at CYF and never mentioned that he put 45 days of notice out to anyone but we'll, we'll get to that later um i'm trying to think okay so we started in june of 2018 with mo lawn care which wasn't i don't even think it had a name at that point um we were just driving around in our suv with our kids um cutting grass with a lawnmower hanging off the back of my SUV. Um, what, a GMC Acadia. So thankfully we had that third row. <laughs> and we were just cutting grass. Um, and well, actually we weren't even really cutting grass. We were like doing these wild, overgrown, we will take anything projects. And they were like, like the messiest, craziest overgrown yards you would ever see. Um, we came in to do the job that no one else would do. So I would say our first year lesson was not to do the job that no one else will do and not to do the job that no one else will do for less money because you just need work. That's kind of like a balance because obviously you're starting a business because you need money. And so you're trying to get money but you're devaluing yourself and your business by taking anything and everything that comes to you. And so our second year, we had a whole different, a whole different thing that we were doing. Um, different client base, different services that we advertised that we provided. It was just a whole lot different year too, so. How did you learn how to say no to bad potential clients or to fire bad clients? So it's different for every business, but for the landscaping, we would, we started out janky. We definitely started out janky. We started out just like, we just wouldn't do the quote. Like we would, you know, our, our process has always been like, we go look at it and then we write it up. If it was something that I was like, I'm not doing, we just kind of like left it. Like, okay, we just didn't do it. Never do that. Never do that. That's bad. Um, now we have just an automatic email cycle where we're like, this just doesn't fit with what we do. Um, we just sent a couple of those out just cause 
it's just not in line with what we do. Um, and then the other thing is making sure that before we didn't have a service area, we went all over Pittsburgh. Now we have a service area, which is we say north side of Pittsburgh to North Park. So if you're not in that service area, we have ways that we can automatically tell you, you know, thank you for your inquiry. Sorry, we don't service your area. So mm -hmm. automatic disqualifier. Oh, so you're not going to like the South Hills? No, matter no, what. no, no matter what. Mm -mm. Mm. Interesting. That was 2018? Now, that is what we do now. Okay. For the past seasons, which are the past three seasons, we have gone all over Pittsburgh. We would have taken any job, not any job, but we would have taken a job anywhere. We didn't base it on location. So okay. we would have taken it. We used to have clients in Wilkinsburg, Penn Hills, um, Braddock. We had a client in South Hills. We had a client, um, we had a lot of clients in Mount Oliver, um, Bellevue, Westview, uh, West End, Carnegie, Hannonsburg, literally everywhere. You draw the whole county line. Right, literally everywhere. everywhere. And <laughs> I'll get to that that lesson. That'll probably be our, my, my yearly lesson. So summarize what that lesson was in 2018. The lesson for 2018 was protect the value of your business. So you protect the value of your business by not doing anything for anyone. Mm -hmm. You need to have a target client, you need to have one service that you start with, and that just needs that. Hmm. So 2018, that was the year that things started to come together. And that was also the year that I moved out of my sublease into this space here. Mm -hmm. I'll say, I was trying to think, one of the different things I learned that year is a lot. I think one of the big things was know when it's time to move on. Mm, that's a good one. So the beginning of 2018 was, oh my God, it was like five months of a grind because like I had left, I had made enough money to leave my job. But remember, that number is different for everybody. If you're 45 and you have teenagers and you are, or kids that you're trying to take care of or 29 you get a bunch of kids to take care of or you just want somebody who values security very highly, that number is probably a lot higher. When you're like me, who like, listen, I was a foster kid in high school. I traveled the world out of one bag. And like, I was never overly money conscious. I knew what things cost, but money did not like, I was not overly pressed about having a bunch of money. So that number for me was under $2,000, mind you. <laughs> you understand that making less than $2,000 in cash is not really a great way to be an adult. It was a very hard beginning of the year. <laughs> well, in that transition of growing the business, getting new clients, and you know, obviously I got way past that point. I was in a subleased ordeal. I think I might have mentioned this in the very first episode. I don't want to give too many details because things can get personal. And I have everybody that's involved in the situation, I'm on very good terms with themselves, with each other, not so much. So I was subleasing a gym, and there was another guy who was subleasing a gym. And long story short, the two of them fell out bad. And while there's fault and, and, and not fault on either side, there were things that went on that made me realize, you should probably figure out how to get your own space. So you can make your own rules, you can enforce your own rules the way you want them to be enforced. And you know, as things were moving along into the spring, I was like, yo, I really should like start looking around. So I started looking around and learning. 
how things went. And, you know, as soon as I made the move, my income doubled. Like, literally, oh, and not doubled, but it got very close to doubling immediately. Mm-hmm. And so, knowing when it was time to go, like, where I was at geographically was not serving my clientele. Most of the people that came to me lived in Shadyside, Point Breeze, Squirrel Hill, Wilkinsburg, and Penn Hills. That was most of my business. I was on the south side of Hilltop. Right. <laughs> so, like, at the time it was cool because most of my people were out of towners who don't have the bias against crossing bridges and going mm-hmm. through tunnels. They don't care that bias because they come from other places. When I moved over here to Wilkinsburg, my accessibility to people grew exponentially. I went to multiple high schools on the east side of Pittsburgh. Like, I'm not like popular, but I'm a pretty, I'm still kind of well known. So like, I have a lot of people I know because I went to four high schools. So like, you know, I started getting leads by the flock because like now I'm over here. Oh, I wasn't driving the south side to come see you, but you know, what was the slide through? Like, I'm gonna come in. And so business grew immediately just because I knew like, all right, I got the structure a little bit in place. I know how I want the training to go. I know not, Compared to now, I didn't know, but back then I knew who I wanted to train and I knew what kind of space I wanted. And the space I was not I was at was not the space that I wanted. And the um, the hierarchicalness of like somebody subleasing and, sub- and leasing is it's not doesn't always have to be that way, but with certain types of people, it just is that way. Right. And it was like, yo, it's time to go. I've learned my lessons from being in this place, and I've learned good lessons about things I need to be doing and things that I don't want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it was like I need to, to move on before you know, before I before I overstate my wealth. I'll say that. Yeah. I was twenty eighteen. So do you think that had events not unfolded as they did with the other people, would you have moved on as quickly, or do you think eventually you would have? I would have, and I might have. I might have still moved on as quickly because that happened at the very beginning of that year. Actually, I didn't move until the end of the beginning of the fall. But what happened was in March, I started looking, but I didn't really start looking again until June because in March, I didn't really have the money to look. Mm-hmm. I was a reactionary thing to what went on. In June, I had the money to move, so then I started really looking. So I think I still would have moved right. when I did. And um, the reason that part of the reason they fell out was just, you know, you get too big and you have to stay long. So, right. like, I, had, I was starting on the growth trajectory, and I was like, yo, let me go out before it's but I also I still would have left anyways. I always wanted my own space. It okay. just made it a very high priority to make it happen. So I like that you said you always wanted your own space because I feel like that's I'm I'm thinking about what my 2019 lesson was, and I would say the biggest thing for 2019 was know where you want to go mm. and know where you are. So 2019, I was spreadsheet obsessed. So I took all of the things that I learned from school and keeping like good notes and good records, all of the things I learned from CYF of if you didn't write it down, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That was like a real big like help. Yeah, so, more people need to just have that lesson. Like, if you don't yeah, write it down, it doesn't exist. If you didn't write it down, it didn't happen. It doesn't exist. And so I wrote down everything. I wrote down every grass cut we ever did, every one-time service we ever did. I was like crazy with the numbers of knowing how much we made every day. I wanted to know how much we made every day, how much we needed to make, what was our daily goals. 
and everything was just like super goal oriented. And that really helped to see where we were, to see where we, you know, see where we were last year, to see where we were now and to see where we were going. And I feel like that, so year two, 2019, we bought our first truck. So that was a big thing, being able to even have the money to purchase the truck. Um, and then the truck opened so many doors to, now you can do like some real landscape shit. Um, and so we had the truck, we were able to take on more jobs, we were able to start hauling. Before we were like getting dumpsters and uh, what is what are what are those bags called? I can't think of what they're they called. Like, not trash bags. No, like the dumpster bags that you I, can like. They're called like I don't even know what they're called, but they're no literally <laughs> they they're literally like a dumpster that you buy at Home Depot and then you unfold it and then the trash people will come and just take it. Let me ask you a question: How many times have you been to Home Depot in the last six weeks? Hmm. Well. Is it because that number is so high you try to figure it out? It's because I've just for the first year ever delegated the task of going to Home Depot. So, we'll put it like this. But how many, that's what I'm thinking. How many times has our company been to Home Depot? In the past six weeks, a lot. Probably like, yeah, a lot. We just got new mowers. Weekly? Yeah, probably weekly. I've probably been to Home Depot six times over the course of, I was telling this whole story. <laughs> <laughs> like, we go to Home Depot all the time. Like, I think that they said we, cause they give you like a little business card and they tell you like, thank you for spending all your money at Home Depot. It don't really do nothing for us, but they just tell us thank you for spending. We spent so much at Home Depot cause we just got new mowers. My husband wants to get I want blade to sharpeners. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we go there a lot. That motorbike costs more than all the money I've ever spent on people. Man. But you were saying, <laughs> I was making the joke because I don't know what the bag is called. And anything reference you make to that, I'll never well, know what it's and, called. And everything that, you, everything that you make in reference to like anything, I'm just like, huh? Like, when you were just explaining to me the whole, before before we started recording, Donald was explaining to me that he doesn't work out with his clients, which was like news to me. Cause I thought you just work. I thought everything was like an aerobics class. So, um, so yeah, like spreadsheets, tracking everything, even if you don't know what to do with the information, just have it so that someone else can do something with it later. Even if you like never use it it's better to have it and not use it than to need it and not have it and so i kept track of everything um every client their addresses their um you know contact information anytime that it rains because anytime it rains it delays our landscaping season because you can't work in the rain you can't run your equipment in the rain um and so you don't people most people don't understand that because you don't think about that because you just cut the grass when it's nice out and you're not thinking about the days when it rains um so i would say that was my biggest lesson in 2019 spreadsheet everything write it down keep some kind of system quickbooks um now i'm to the point where i use dubsado um and just find what works for you 2019
2019 for me. Well, you're in 2020. No, I didn't do 2019 yet. No, oh. I started oh, okay. 2017. Okay. So that year was the first full year I was here. And that year was capstone by this essence of don't be afraid to try new things. So I reiterated my business a lot over the time, but I'd say a lot of iterations happened just that year. So like, Amber Thompson got me saying that word a lot. Iteration. Yeah, we had conversations. This was like almost a year ago. I still remember. But like, I've made a lot of changes. But like 2019, I experimented a lot. Uh, a lot of it was experimenting with different ways to run the business when it came to like pricing, especially. So like, I kept the core prices the same. But like, I tried different intro specials and you know different ways to try to get like low barrier. I tried low barrier offers. I tried high barrier offers that were like high value offers. Generally, what I'm gonna say to y'all is definitely pick the high value stuff that costs a lot more. Um, <laughs> oh God, I'll never go back to life. I did like one, I did $99 for three weeks. It got me so many people in the door first time, and then like so many people went out by like November. It was crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you have to think about what kind of client you want. Like, yes. you don't wanna just get like this, this kind of. And not to derail, but this kind of goes into the whole Planet Fitness thing mm -hmm. where they keep people in by having such a low value that you even forget about it. Yeah. And then they're charging you for like three years. But that's their business model. And like in general, my price is always in the 200s. So it's like you go from paying $100 for like a few weeks to like, oh, you want two something a month? Like not everybody wanted to make that transition. Some people did, but like some people didn't want to make that transition. Versus mm -hmm. when it costs $400 to start, Oh, oh, now we gonna do this? Like I offered a lot right. of that four or five hundred dollars, but then like people decided, oh, like now you're scaling back to two eighty nine. Like, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, I tried. I was in different masterminds, so I've been a part of like mastermind groups for like gyms uh, in training. So like, in the course of that year alone, I had ended one mastermind. I got sales coach that year. I had ended up starting another mastermind. No, oh, four things. <laughs> oh my god, I'll fuck these people. Oh my god. So it was the first mastermind group. I love them. Uh, five, six, seven academies are awesome people. I had a sales coach that came out of that group who was cool, but the way he wanted to do things was not the way that I envisioned this. Good at making money, but it just wasn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. This third group, oh my God, they were based out of Canada. They had this way that they run gyms. Like they, they, it's fucking called Mad Life. Uh, they're not going to do this. <laughs> oh my God, I hated it. So like, it was cool. Like They had really cool insights, and I didn't like what they did. They were very much believed in like everybody who comes into a small group training gym or like especially CrossFit gyms need to do personal training first. Mm -hmm. I did make a fairly large amount of money that third quarter using their stuff. I was working like 12 hours a day coaching. Mm -hmm. I could not run the business at all because I was coaching the whole time, but I did right. make good money that, that quarter. But like everybody who came in the gym had to do one-to-one -one training. And that kind of high barrier did help with the client retention. Because like people who are willing to pay that kind of money are going to be willing to scale back and do small groups. But they wanted you to run the business to a certain way. And then the fee that I paid to be a part of the group would only change if I changed the business. So I was shelling out, I shelled out 1500 to start, and then they wanted a thousand, no, it was like, it was like it was 1500 to start, and then they wanted 15, 1500 a month until you hit a certain point, and then it would scale back to like eight. 
and like the things that they wanted me to change is I'm studying like more gyms. I was like, this isn't conducive to the type of business I have because I only have a few people in a session. I'm not a 15 person per class CrossFit gym. Mm -hmm. Like I have, at the time I had like six to eight people per session. Like yo, I don't need to do certain things. And like, they, oh my God, when I tried to leave, yo, I emailed them. And tried to leave. I, emphasis, I, yo, emphasis. if you have a subscription-based business, yo, you need to make it easy for people to leave. Mm -hmm. If they email you, you need to tell them like, whether you try to get them to stay right. on or not, they need to be able to trust that if they're done, they're not gonna get billed. Yeah, yo, oh my God, I don't wanna say this. So they billed me and I had to like go fight with the bank and it almost went to court because they kept billing me. I was like, yo, I told y'all I was done with this program. Right. And that's a little bit too much to just be keep billing yeah, somebody. Yeah, they like billing me for $50. Right, like, like the $10 like, or something. Like, you like really stop. You're taking my life savings. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you billing me for a grand. Like, that's a significant portion of the money I got overall. Right. So, but like, I tried the stuff, and there were things I still got from it that were good. I got another group. So, like, changing my pricing models, I changed mastermind groups. I try different ways to run the sessions. I still experiment with different ways to like change change how we train. Not so much in the actual exercises and things like that. I mean, I do experiment with that stuff, but that's more on a coaching technical end, mm -hmm. but more of an identity and flow. 2019 was the year that I spent a lot of time experimenting with what does GH, what do I want GHP to look like and feel right. like? And at the end of that year, it was also when I first started looking for hiring. So I tried mm -hmm. something new, I went to try to get an apprentice in. Uh, I didn't make the hire until the next year, but like that was another new thing I tried. It's like, all right, how do I get this in? I was making good money at the time, and I was like, how do I, you know, go about getting somebody else on the team? So don't be afraid to try new things. That was a big year for me. I tried a lot of stuff. I don't regret none of it. It cost me a lot of money to make these lessons, but I was, you know, learned a lot, learned yeah. a lot. <laughs> I mean, learning lessons definitely cost you money, but you have to think about that return on investment, like how it's going to make you more money. Because imagine you being a $20,000 a month gym and making those same mistakes. Mm, those they would have been way more expensive than if you make them now. So mm. it's like you got them out the way now. And so they were costly, but in the long run, cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper to get them out the way now. Mm. So I hope you enjoyed that part about our lessons over these years. A lot of things to learn here. Yes. So we made this a three-part series for you because, you know, when you look at four or five years of business, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. We went on and on and on, and you'll be able to see. <laughs> yeah. It was a great conversation. So what we want you to do is make sure that you leave us a comment about what it is you want to see us talk about. All right, tell us what you liked about the show. Uh, we are piloting this, so you're seeing the initial pilot episodes of us you know, putting this together. So let us know what you wanna see in the show, what you like about what we're doing, what you think could be better, and you know, of course, what you want us to talk about. We wanna hear from you.